1: In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two, and our goal always, to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property, and to do so in the traditions of our Founding Fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. And man, have we got just incredible talking points and talk show details for you. A quick recap of yesterday's show. There was so much to cover. I'll try to be quick. We had our guest on, Mr. James Edwards. Race, politics, politics and hypocrisy in 21st century America, cesspool.org. And we talked about Eric Trump saying the FBI was recorded, uh, and he says he'll release that recording soon. Get it done, Eric, because we need more information, buddy. Quit playing games and holding out. Deliver. Quit talking about it. Just deliver it. You say when the time is right. You know what? The time's already right to know the truth. The battle sides are forming. Uh, And you better stand up. And the more facts we have, the better off we are. Right now, we're against the FBI on this thing. But what they say is, hold off. Be patient. The FBI might have more than you think. We don't know all the details. I get it. Americans never get to know all the details. That's the problem, Eric. Anyway, there you have that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, CBS anchor. Her name is Nora O'Donnell. She tried to lie, folks. Either that or she's completely ignorant. In her investigation slash journalism skills she tried to refute donald trump's claim that the fbi stole his passports well then trump's team showed her the evidence the proof and she had to back off on that lie and now the doj even admits that the fbi took passport from trump even though listen carefully even though it was not in the inventory list left for trump's attorneys So that's stealing, ladies and gentlemen. Let me be very clear on this point for you, okay? Let me help you with this critical point. When you have an FBI raid, search, whatever word you choose to call it, and the government gets permission to go in and collect things, and they go in and take things that is not on the list to collect, and then they don't even give you the proper receipt for what they stole. That's a serious problem. And then the government jumped in and lied and... The media jumped in and lied, and then eventually, with enough pushback and evidence, they went, wait a minute, and had to admit it. Kevin McCarthy says, preserve your documents and clear your calendar. I appreciate such a bold statement, but for criminal activity, we don't have time to raise money. We don't have time to wait till after the elections, ladies and gentlemen. Was the FBI criminal or just derelict in their duties? That's the real question we all have to answer. We'll get to that as the broadcast unfolds, but make no mistake, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, currently opposes the release of the underlying affidavit, reports Tyler Durden at Zero Hedge. Why would they oppose the release of that? Oh, because it'll compromise their investigation. I see. So let me get this straight. When we say there's election fraud, they say there's no evidence. We say, wait a minute, there's current investigations underway by at least four sheriffs. They say, doesn't matter. The sheriffs are right-wing, whacked-out extremists. There's nothing here, nothing to see. Um, Move on. And we say, wait a minute, there's investigations. They say, there's nothing. It's already been debunked. I say, hold on. These investigations aren't complete. They ignore me and just mock and ridicule and laugh and undermine the investigative process in America. But now when it comes to Donald, they say, wait a minute, we can't release this information. It might compromise our investigation. Look, there's nothing to see here. Move on. Isn't what's good for the goose good for the gander? See, their double standard needs to be exposed, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, for example, Senator Rand Paul rightly wants the Espionage Act to be repealed. Gone. Because the Espionage Act has been abused and manipulated and used wrongfully against American people over and over and over. And now it's being quoted as possibly the issue when it comes to Donald Trump. Senator Rand Paul rightly wants the espionage act to go away. Amen to that. Liz Cheney loses her primary. That's fantastic news. Trump backed Harriet um, Hage- Hageman or whatever her name is. Hageman wins. That's very interesting indeed. Jill Biden tested positive for COVID-19, even though she is double vaccinated and twice boosted. So now you got Joe, Jill. Fauci all got COVID, even though they're double-vaxxed and (laughs) double-boosted. And I thought they couldn't spread or get it. Isn't that what they told us when Donald Trump did Operation Warp Speed on the vaccines? And so Donald and Biden together in on this thing, right? Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. $740 billion includes... Almost $370 billion for supposedly green energy initiatives, whatever that means. A 50% tax on corporations with a reported annual income of over a billion dollars. A price-setting mechanism for Medicare. And almost $80 billion in funding for the criminal IRS, ladies and gentlemen. I kid you not. And the Republicans all voted against it. But I don't see them saying much about it. Joe says, let's be clear, all the Democrats voted for it, all the Republicans voted against America. Yeah, all the Republicans sided with the special interests. That's against the bill. There's no special interest with the bill, don't you know? See, Joe's speaking out. Why aren't the Republicans standing up for what's right and calling the IRS criminal? Uh, Very few are even speaking out. Rand Paul, one of the only few. The Inflation Reduction Act... May empower China's green energy manufacturing, um, but it'll do little to curb emissions, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it'll rapidly accelerate solar, wind, and etc. power, but China uses coal as the primary energy source. And you know what? China produces eighty percent of the world's solar panels right now, and seventy-seven percent of lithium-ion ion batteries okay so the bottom line is this is just gonna fund China the bill is doing more to help China's economy than the American economy the FDA in a good news piece decides to allow over-the-counter sales of hearing aids they say the action will make it cheaper and more accessible to get hearing aids easier than anything else and my response is why have we been under the tyranny of that you got to go uh, FBA approved and FDA approved and all this stuff to get hearing aids in the first place. If it's okay now for us to get hearing aids without government prescriptions and 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 government approval and all FDA guidelines, if it's okay now, it was okay back then, right? What changed? Well, nothing. Uh, government just decides they want to get out of it. I believe the government is trying to have some of these agencies do some nice things. It's kind of like the Stockholm Syndrome a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. They abuse you for so long, and then they give you a candy bar, and you think they're their be- you're their best friend or something. It's insanity, I'll tell you what. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday. Hour two, we had our guest on, Mr. Jerome R. Corsi. And we talked about his new book called The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change, Exposing Climate Lies in the Age of Disinformation. Dr. is the website to learn more. And uh, we talked about a couple of his books that he wrote prior to this one. One's called Black Gold Stranglehold, and the other one's called The Great Oil Conspiracy. We talked about each chapter summarizes the topics and the details so that you can use this book not only for a great read, but a reference guide after the fact. We talked about the scientific evidence of CO2, but we do it over the history of geological time. And we talked about CO2 as a trace element. It's not the problem at all. The first four chapters of the book deal with the politics of energy, global warming, and climate change. uh, And emphasizing that they really started this global change stuff when they wanted to reduce the population after World War II. Chapter 5 through 8, these are the scientific chapters that drive the core of the book. We talked about why wind and solar power require subsidies. We talked about what is the Russian scientific evidence that the sun is the major driver of Earth's temperature changes, not CO2. They lie. How does the Earth's thermometer work? The importance of ocean flow patterns and clouds on the Earth's temperature. Sun heats the Earth. It's the weather thermometer. The importance of clouds. We talked about climate gate. True believers falsify data. The chaos theory of climate. They say, for example, that July 2022 was the third hottest July on record. But the claim has no basis in reality, folks. Anyway, great interview with Dr. Jerome Corsi about his latest book. Check it out. All right, that's a recap of yesterday's show. And without further ado, Eldon Stahl's with me. Well-known field coordinator with the John Birch Society, JBS.org, and thenewamerican.com. Welcome back, sir.
2: Great to be here. Thanks, Tim.
1: Man, we've got so much to talk about. Right after the pause, we're going to have our guests on, Brian Rust and Kelly Finnegan. We're going to talk about honest money, folks. And we're going to talk about the quote, Great Reset Begins Biden's executive order and landmark digital money legislation designed to wipe out cash and become your personal government sponsored spyware program we'll talk about it all in seconds we'll also talk about mike pence the guy's a nutcase we'll do it on your radio this is the one and only liberty roundtable live
3: Come celebrate the supreme law of the land at Loving Liberty's Constitution Day Dinner. Have you ever asked yourself, what's so great about America? Find out with guest speakers Lawrence Reed from Atlanta and Jeff Utsch from Tucson, Arizona. We will also be introducing our new podcast, Ask an Immigrant. Join us Saturday, September 17th at 7 p.m. Located at Liberty Hall, 3677 North 2000 West, Far West, Utah. Get your tickets today at LovingLiberty.net. That's lovingliberty.net.
0: Have you ever had great honey?
1: with you live ladies and gentlemen we have the round table full every seat's got an important member right now on your radio you got eldon stall the john birch society you got brian rust rustquitandgift.com you got uh, aka dr honest money is brian rust that's who he is you got <laughs> kelly finnegan the senior chemist on air as well and you got me sam bushman folks Let's talk about the Honest Money Report first with Brian. Welcome to the broadcast. Where's gold sitting, sir?
5: Well, glad to be with you, Sam. Uh, gold right now is seventeen
1: sixty six eighty. Seventeen sixty six eighty. Is that down a little bit? That's down about thirty dollars. Wow. How about silver? Uh, Nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Sounds like a year, Brian. <laughs> that's right It's has been 1989 that's interesting indeed and that's down a bit too right yeah about 70 cents all right uh so that means what the dollar is supposedly stronger oh yeah boy they come right out and dollars super the dollar strong dollar buddy <laughs> that's right it's just, it's, uh, uh what about what about rhodium what about uh palladium
5: Ah, uh, let's see. Well, uh, Palladium's twenty-two thirty-eight, so it's uh, it's down what about one hundred and twenty dollars I guess from last last week. Rhodium, that fourteen thousand nine. That's it's down, uh, that's down. That's down another what seven, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah.
1: First for Kirk Cosby, you start money. buying rhodium, buddy. Just buy a bunch of it, sir.
5: He's gonna have to hold on to that liquid gold. Is that liquid gold that that's pulling him out of it?
1: All right. What do you think of all this being down, Kelly? The dollar being super strong, sir. Not.
6: Yeah, it's super strong. The petrodollar, uh, well, I guess it is what it is. As long as people will accept it, it's it's
1: money. So let me tell you what I'm not really understanding because I'm not very smart, Kelly, and you can kind of help me. Then we'll go around the table a little bit here on this one. So they took money off of constitutional currency, gold and silver. They they basically literally severed that stability factor. And then they went and they reached out and they tied the fake dollar to oil, thus the nickname the Petrodollar, right? But now what they want to do is jettison all the oil. How's that going to work for them?
6: <laughs> they're, they're just grasping at straws. I mean, everything's just going away. And, and as long as everybody accepts it, then that's that's it. You know, now they're all based on each other and – they're all just floating freely in space
1: i don't understand it brian how the heck is this going to work they tied our money to oil and now what they want to do is get rid of all the oil production and just leave oil are they going to tie it to wind and solar and um i don't know what else hydro what are they going to tie the dollar to if they jettison the oil which is what they spent the last 70 years tying the dollar to
5: well they're going to come into some kind of uh that uh, we should buy into maybe the sand. If we if we if we use the sand, there's so much sand out there. We can maybe tie it to sand. And then, then it can I be biblical be
1: no, too, because we always hear as, as many as the sands of the sea, right? Right. They're just following the go. Bible, Kelly.
6: Well, and I think they'll just call it the tax dollar because we can tax, you know, these millionaires and billionaires that have been, you know, screwing us all over for so long. So. It'll be the tax dollar. So the Beatles probably had it right, you know. 19 to 1, you know, you get 5% and they get 95 and you'll be happy.
1: (laughs) Well, and that's what they say, um, Eldenstahl. They say the great Mm -hmm. reset begins. Biden's executive order on March 9th and landmark digital accompanying legislation to wipe out cash ladies and gentlemen listen it'll become your personal government spyware program they'll be able to decide what you spend money on and you certainly won't spend any money needlessly i'm telling you that right now eldon
2: yeah great we will spend money just the way they want us to apparently and uh if if we don't they'll know about it of course
1: not only will they know about it, but they'll probably decide that, Brian, I, I don't think that you're spending your money very wisely, sir. You're a little bit irresponsible there, my friend. Well, you know, and it could be the 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 sense of, you know, locking
5: down certain opportunities as an individual. Well, you thought you were going to travel here well, you're not. Or we thought we were investigating something here, so we've had to lock your funds. Or we're, it seems like another step, one more step to, you know, to control us, if they if they remove the cash, and put us on some kind of a digital type situation, yeah, it's it's just another uh, a way of controlling us, and perhaps that's why the IRS is now loaded and ready to to step in and you know and and hold the line. Maybe that's
1: the yeah. I don't know why Kelly, you think that there's an issue relating to election integrity, my friend.
6: Well, and listen to what we've all been t- you've been talking about. They're calling it the dollar. Or or calling it money. It's not money. It's currency. But we all accept paper, this stuff with no backing, as money. A dollar was 371 and a quarter grains of silver. There was a definition (laughs) of what that is. There's no definition now. So we don't have money. We have currency. But everybody accepts it as money. So, So in a way, they won.
1: More than in a way, they well, we, they've been stripping our wealth ever since it really started. And the, it, it's just done nothing but gain steam like a freight train, Eldon.
2: We were forced to accept it because of the legal tender laws, though.
1: Yeah, and because yeah, how do you right, participate yeah. in the economy without it, Brian? If I just run around with my <laughs> big old silver bar, everybody's going to look at me strange. <laughs> Yeah, what's say, that? You know, guy I don't doing know what to do for you. <laughs> now the smart guys are going to grab that bar and give you that fake money and say, hey, can I just take this in exchange and you can go ahead and buy whatever you, you want to buy that steak? I'll take the bar. Here's the green bat, green, you know, Fiat. And you can go ahead and buy that steak. Okay. So smart people might do that. But the average Joe's going to look at you like, what's that thing for? Is that real? They're going to say uh, that kind of stuff. Right.
5: Right. I guess you go back in time. I mean, people used to trade uh, seashells. There was shell money. I guess they could trade the seashells. And, and the uh, Native American, they were trading beads and other things. We we had this bartering type system and, and somebody came up with, well, hey, you know, we can create this, this paper stuff and we can maybe we can take their metal and we can put it in this vault and we can, you know, we can back it by this. And then slowly by slowly, I. You know, I'd, I'd bet to say there's no money. There's no metal in the vault, but boy, they've created a lot of a lot of paper, cut down a lot of trees.
1: Yeah, they're not going to well, let yeah. you look in Fort Knox, but they're going to call you a conspiracy oh. theorist for saying nothing's there, right? <laughs> right. Well, you can't look in there. News. You're just a conspiracy guy. How dare you with that crazy notion of yours? Oh, you mean you want to prove it? Um well, you know what, You're, I, your crazy conspiracy theory has already been debunked, my friend. There's no need to go look. <laughs> imagine imagine how duped we are as a people to tolerate that. But, folks, look, the Great Reset is being foisted upon us right now in so many ways it's not even funny. Uh, speaking of oil, you've got an oil anecdote for us, right, senior chemist?
6: Well, I I heard someone mention it, and I I've thought of this before, but, you know, you have to— have oil to make any kind of plastic so if you want saran wrap to cover your meat in the grocery store you've got to have oil if you want carpet in your house you've got to have oil if you want to have the interior of a car now or even the body you've got to have plastic and so windmills don't make plastic and solar panels don't make plastic so where's the plastic and I guess the plastic will come from China because they'll have the coal and oil and, and you can make it from coal cuz you can get oil out of the coal but yeah they just haven't thought they don't they don't look, you know, down the road past the hood of the car. So they don't think about what we're going to need. But I guess we'll go back to wax paper and and not being able to see through things, you know. Hey, Brian, you didn't kind of need
1: plastic. you didn't need plastic anyway, did you, Brian? Well, no, I my
5: my, my wagon yeah, I have a covered wagon that I get the horses out of the pasture and pull the wagon down the road. That's kind of the,
1: the dirt trail. It's very strange, folks. Um, Big Oil's hopes are pinned on, pinned on plastics. It won't go well, right? Where are we going to go with this well, yeah, It's interesting
5: that, that it seems to be China seems to be in the – in the limelight because China's put themselves in a position to where not only pharmaceuticals and, and producing of about everything else, uh, techno, techno and everything else, they've really put themselves in a great position and perhaps maybe Biden and his son and so on. And the, and the, um, what they're putting together or working together, their contracts, they seem to be in a very good place and, and left our people kind of, Hoping that we can come out of this or relying on them is not a good thing.
1: Yeah, National Geographic says we can find alternatives to plastics, okay? Hold on. I want to talk about this in seconds. This is Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
3: USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
7: Saudi Arabia sentenced a woman rights activist to 34 years in prison Monday over her Twitter account. The Salma al-Shihab conviction has the U.S. State Department taking a closer look at the case. A bombing at a mosque in the Afghan capital of Kabul Wednesday night killed at least 21 people, and wounded dozens. The same judge that issued the Take Everything warrant on President Trump's Florida home will decide today if probable cause portion of the warrant will be unsealed. Former federal prosecutor Jonathan Fahey on Fox News calls out Attorney General Merrick Garland's double standard.
8: Last week, uh, Merrick Garland was talking about wanting to be transparent, and, and they're opposing releasing this information, yet the people investigating this case have been leaking to the media, leaking grand jury materials or information.
3: USA Radio News. Make money doing what you love. It can be done. Matter of fact, it has been done. Consider the story of Jack London. He's one of the highest-paid writers of all time, authored The Call of the Wild, recently released as a blockbuster movie starring Harrison Ford. Jack grew up in a rough neighborhood in Oakland, poor, uneducated, and a school dropout. As a child, Jack fell in love with the idea of being a writer. The notion that an uneducated, dirt-poor school dropout from Oakland could someday be a published writer was insanity. You know the rest of the story, though. Jack London became one of the richest writers of all time. Discover Jack's secret that allows anyone of any income or educational level to make money doing what they love, whatever it is you love more than anything else. Let's make that your prosperous living. Go right now to DiscoveringJack.com. That's DiscoveringJack.com. His secret is free. Just go to DiscoveringJack.com. DiscoveringJack.com.
7: A Ukrainian court sentenced a Russian soldier to 10 years in jail on Monday after finding him guilty of violating the laws and customs of war by firing a tank at a multi-story apartment building. You can expect to pay more for your hotel accommodations.
5: Hotel prices across the United States will cost travelers around $189 per night this Labor Day weekend. Travel research group Hopper says while that number is up 6% from last year, it's down from the summer peak price of $193. $193. Hotel costs are one of the few places travelers can expect some relief as the summer travel season draws to a close. Domestic airfare is up 23% since last year and will cost around $278 round trip. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg.
7: NASCAR Racing is in Watkins Glen, New York this weekend. USA Radio News.
0: Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio.
1: Uh, all right, Kelly, uh, just for you, my friend. Who needs oil when we make we can make plastic from plants? Yeah, you, you've got these folks that are now saying all we got to do is make plastic out of plants. What do you think? Well.
6: We're making fuel out of corn, and it's not very efficient. You also need oil to make pharmaceuticals, and you need oil to make uh, mascara and other kinds of cosmetics. So, we're China's loving this because hey, we get the drug drugs from them already right now, and they're going to have a you know a, a foothold on that. They're going to have the they they're, they're, they're going to own that market, and we're and we're letting them do it.
1: Right. Yeah, they're they're creating a term called bioplastics. With They make you believe that that sounds good, but it's no more biodegradable than the other plastics is the problem. So what exactly are plant-based plastics, you ask? It's a type of, quote, bioplastic created from agricultural scraps, often from corn, sugarcane, wheat, or food waste. <laughs> now, the interesting thing about this, ladies and gentlemen, is if you fill your car with corn fuel, and then you make plastics out of plants, pretty soon you'll be able to drive around hungry and be plastic-free. There's a catch, though. Are you ready? Only 20% of the ingredients need to be from renewable materials to be considered a plastic to be plant-based. In other words, it's a lie. It's the same thing as all these emissions, where if I buy enough credits, I can just spew into the environment, but I bought enough credits to offset. It's a money scandal. Brian back to money buddy <laughs> These bioplastics can be made 80% of fossil fuels and be considered safe and good and, because they've invested in the quote green agenda but the truth is it's not so green after all my friend <laughs> That's right
5: Who well, can we paint it a different color can we instead of the, the green we can maybe call it red or I, I don't know but it it, it they, You know, change a little wording here and there, twist it a little bit here and there, make it sound really cool, and this is going to be a thing. And slowly, what's the adage? It's slowly, slowly we lead you down to hell. And that's kind of what we're seeing here is our government's just slowly saying this, that, and the other, twisting this, that, and the other. A word here, a word there, and we kind of, oh, maybe, maybe this is it, maybe. And slowly we buy into it, and then slowly we find ourselves leading yeah i mean it's just it's crazy it's it's really it's ridiculous so one more thing
1: yeah let's do plastics yeah what do you think of this eldon
2: you know um it seems like we have fake everything nowadays we got fake milk fake meat fake gasoline (laughs) right uh, fake uh you know there's fake women there's fake men um we don't need any more fakes. We need we need the real deal. Uh, we don't need fake god or fake scriptures or fake marriage. Amen. Tired Wow, of, you
1: left out fake politicians if we're covering the waterfront. Fake pol- fake politicians, <laughs> yep. We
2: we're we're removing one of those here in the great state of Wyoming.
1: So that's Our cool. blessings are with you. Yep. You guys did a good job, Liz. Na 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 na.
6: Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. I like to say bye. she's very outgoing. I like what Eric <laughs> uh, Eric Trump said about it. He says, now Liz Cheney doesn't have to pretend she's from Wyoming anymore.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> amen, amen to that. Look, gentlemen, the great reset uh, is upon us. And it's very serious. Who needs oil when the scientists can create plastic from plants? Uh, It's all a big lie, folks, but Mike Pence, uh, and there's a soundbite for you, Cameron, if you can get it ready. It's in the test folder. Mike Pence tells the GOP to stop lashing out at the FBI over what he calls the Trump search. He doesn't call it a raid. He calls it a search. I say Mike Pence is out of line. Mike Pence says attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund The FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. Um, I completely disagree with Mike Pence. Here's his soundbite. We'll all four respond to it in seconds. Here's Mike Pence.
8: I also want to remind my fellow Republicans. We can hold the attorney general accountable for the decision that he made without attacking rank-and-file law enforcement personnel at the FBI.
1: Shame on these people, ladies and gentlemen.
8: Our party stands with the men and women who serve on the thin blue line at the federal and state and local level. And these attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. And in the wake of the four years that we endured the politicization of the FBI, the American people have a right to know the basis for this. This unprecedented action does demand unprecedented transparency.
1: All right, let me answer a few of uh, Mike Pence's, in my opinion, dishonest, immoral statements. First off, it wasn't just a search. It was a flat-out raid. Okay, peaceful leaders of the general government didn't come to Donald's house and say, Donald, can we chat? They came armed to the teeth. They came unannounced. They kicked out the attorneys, and no one could supervise their um, Seizing of information and goods and whatever. We don't know what the affidavit says. We don't know the justification for this There's lack of transparency. That's a serious problem to the point where they literally stole his passports They had no authority. It wasn't in the items that they listed that they took So they stole it ladies and gentlemen and then did not declare it Now he says why hold the rank and file FBI agents accountable? Well, the answer is because they work for the leadership Mike Pence And look, Richard Mack just went on CNN and compared the FBI to the Nuremberg situation. And the lady just melted down. She's like, oh, my gosh, how dare you make that comparison? Well, I'm going to make the comparison right now. The underlings, the rank and file that you point to acting like they're the good guys, they're the ones that say we're just following orders. We don't have a choice here. We're just following orders. No, you don't have to follow orders. You, like the American people, should say, wait a minute leadership at the FBI. I'm rank and file, but I've sworn an oath to America and you, my friends, need to transparently explain to me why we're doing this and what's going on. And you need to explain to the American people and justify yourselves here. um, This is unacceptable. And furthermore, did the leadership tell them they could steal passports or did the rank and file do that on their own, Mike Pence? Because either way, you've got a dilemma and a problem here. Let's go to Kelly first. I think Mike Pence is completely out of line in defending the deep state, Kelly. Well, you know, and and it's true there might be some of the
6: agents that are great guys. But I'm sure they didn't pick those those men to be the ones to go in there. But it's like saying, well, there were some good Nazi officers. I mean, really, that's what you're saying. Is, Is that true? Well, I'm sure some of those people just, like you say, were following orders. And so we can't blame them for it. But you know what? One bad apple spoils a whole bunch. And so that reputation is there. And and if, if somebody didn't stand up to it and say, no, I'm not going to do that, then there's a problem. And nobody Well, and here's the next question.
1: That. Are the good guy rank and file uh, FBI agents allowed to speak out and share their feelings on this matter? Or are they afraid oh. they'll get fired and get railroaded out of the FBI if they speak up? That's another question for you, Pence. Do they have their free speech to stand against this then and say, look, there are some bad apples. How about the FBI whistleblowers that believe like we do? Are they going to come forth or are they going to be absolutely barbecued for doing so? See, Mike, you've got well, a dilemma in your statement, sir. Kelly? Yeah, they'll, they'll come out
6: in 10 years and say that. But they're not going to do it now because they know they'd lose their jobs.
1: Well, and if and, that's and, the case, then I make my case. Exactly. It's
6: exactly right. You know, they're they're afraid of their, for their livelihood. And, and there's, a, there's once in a while, a few people will stand up, but they're few and far between, and we're not seeing them right now. And,
1: and I say and, God bless the whistleblower. Uh, Eldon, what do you say about this? I think Mike Pence is off his rocker defending the deep state, sir.
2: Well, this reminds me of, uh, this, uh, quote that says, so whenever any form of government becomes destructive to the securing of life, liberty and pursuit of happiness is the right of the people to alter or abolish it, institute a new government laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers as them, uh, seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Uh, something that, um, Maybe some people at the FBI have, have forgotten.
1: Brian,
5: well, you know, I, I like it, the the points here uh, where uh, he says the people have the right to know, and I know you and many others have been pushing for the fact of okay, we have the right to know in so many of these things that are coming out. How how much do we really get the right to know?
1: Very valid point. Back in seconds
9: Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off, with America surrendering to
3: terrorists. Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain of the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising.
0: Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty
1: Roundtable. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I find this interesting about Mike Pence. He says, hey, you know, calls to abolish the FBI uh, are like calls to abolish or defund the police. Um, I've read my Constitution, Brian. And I don't see any authority for there to be an FBI at all. It's a flat-out unconstitutional agency. However, the county sheriff preceded the United States government, uh, and it was legitimized in the founding of our country. Um, How does he compare an unconstitutional agency to legitimate local law enforcement? I don't get uh, at all what he's trying to say. He's either constitutionally ignorant or lying for the deep state, sir.
5: Well, I think you're right and that that's kind of my my point was when we say lack of transparent uh, transparency and so on and the people have the right to know and we don't they, they they don't want us to know anything. They want us to just be led and not not to know or have any kind of knowledge. But if 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 we have the right to know, then we should know, you know, why are why are they trying to hide it, you know, and 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 hide hide things and so on, you know. We'd like to know what Hunter Biden, we'd like to know why why there was voter fraud, but we they don't want us to know. And we can go down a whole list of things that we've talked about over the years here, and that you've been talking forever. They don't want us to know. And so, yeah, I, I like the fact, I remember I heard here just a, a day or two or so ago with, with Sheriff Mack, he said, okay, well, yeah, you might have some of these FBI agents in there who were, who were good and so on, but there's a lot of corruption and they work for the swamp, the leaders, but why aren't the FBI, perhaps in other states, I think he mentioned the fact of where are they at? Why don't they step up and say, well, wait a minute, this is unconstitutional. This shouldn't be happening. But we seem to not, we, we seem not to get those answers. It's, it's like Congress and the House and so on. Where are those people who want to stand up a few, Rand, Rand Paul and a few others? Where are these others when, when well, we really don't want this $280 billion or, or $780 billion uh, added to our deficit again and again and again. Where are the ones that, you know, we're not voting for it, but we're really, if it goes through, we're not really going to say anything about it either. We're, so let's let's have the right to know. That's kind of what I'm saying.
1: Well, and I'm saying if Mike Pence, if it was really the only example we could point to that, hey, they rated Donald Trump, you know, I think we could step back and say, hey, let's give them a little bit of, of um, you know, uh, grace here. Let's give them a little bit of respect. Let's back off on this. But, sir, here's the problem. When you have IRS agents and other constitutional agency armed to the teeth, when you have FBI agents armed to the teeth going to the home of a former president of the United States, now I get that he's just an average citizen now, and I get the fact that he served as president doesn't make him any more important than anybody else. I get all that. But having these armed agents come to your home and have multiple armed government agencies that are unconstitutional Now, I look at Ammon Bundy, for instance. He served for two years in prison, and he's guilty of nothing. Now, the FBI is the one that went after Ammon Bundy and put him in prison. The problem with the whole thing is the FBI had agent provocateurs who betrayed Ammon and others. And the FBI was so derelict in their duties and responsibilities that the judge threw out the case and said Ammon's guilty of nothing. And the FBI was guilty of all kinds of things. Right. Now, what do you think about that example, Mike Pence? And add that to the Trump example. And then add to that the Michigan example where these gentlemen were going to try to create a citizen's arrest on the governor because they believe she's criminal. And so they go and do it, and then it turns out that agent provocateurs in the FBI created entrapment. And that entrapment led these people to believe they could citizens arrest the governor, but it turned out that it created a kidnapping charge. Well, when they all went to court, all those men were guilty of nothing, and the FBI was guilty of intentional entrapment with no accountability with any of the examples that I've given. And I've just scratched the surface. The FBI raided Richard Mack's office in Provo, Utah, three days before he was going to be uh, well, he was running for sheriff, and three days before the election, they raided his office in connection with a, a guy that he worked for in another company. Well, then it turns out that in the end, there was zero charges against Richard Mack. There was nothing said of it. But again, now you've got election tampering. You literally raid his office, and then at the end of the day, there's zero charges at all right before an election. Right. But, of course, there's nothing there. We need to give grace to the FBI. Uh, it was just a search, and you better step back. See, No. This is what I'm talking about. Where do we draw the lines? How much right. are we going to tolerate? And I've just given you a few examples. There's hundreds of examples that's right. to the points we're making, Brian. Yeah, you're exactly right, and that's kind of what what my point was
5: is is we the people would really like to know, but they don't they don't want us to know. They keep pushing. Ah, uh, you don't have the right to know. We're doing what we're supposed to do. Things are all good. Just follow that path. Yeah, you know, I have I had a friend that was. On the steps of that January sixth event, oh, he was there. He said it was not, and, and uh, there was nothing happening here. We people were just walking. There was a lot of people there, but there it, it wasn't anything. What they said, I, I know what was the, the Lavita was the gal's name or something. She was there on your radio. Nothing. Yeah,
1: Larvita I mean, La McFarquhar was there. She didn't go into the Capitol. Vicky, our good friend, went into the Capitol uh, by being right. forced in. She got pushed in by others and abused by the cops. Right. This is what yeah, I'm that's, talking that's, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, Kelly, what do you say?
6: Well, and Mike, Mike Pence is just trying to play middle of the road so he can pull people in from both parties. That's all he's doing. You know, he's trying to be, you know, the, the middle of the road guy. And, you know, one of my heroes is Edward Snowden. Look what they've done to him. I, I personally think he's a hero. He came out and warned everybody about what was going on. And they vilified him, and, you know, he's a spy, and he's, you know, all these bad things. He can't even come back to the United States. And he's a guy that actually told us, this is what's going on. This is what they're doing. And every day something happens that proves him right. But they vilified him because he spoke up and warned the American people. So,
1: yeah. All right, you ready for this one? You ready for this one to highlight the point according to Town Hall News, ladies and gentlemen? Listen to me. FBI wanted Michigan police to allow armed protesters inside the state capitol in Michigan. Yeah, FBI gets egg on its face over more entrapment. It's a failed entrapment plan. Yeah, according to an FBI informant, the Michigan State Police allowed... Armed protesters into the Capitol on in Lansing, Michigan, on April thirtieth, twenty twenty, at the specific request of the FBI, which wanted um to entrap people. They're caught in these things. They, I can just quote example after example till the cows come home, and then Mike is like, "Let's give these guys some grace." Have you lost your <laughs> mind, Mike Pence? See, Mike Pence right. has just proven he's part of the deep yeah. state. He's not at all looking at this reality check, Kelly.
6: No, he's he's looking at the next election and possibly being able to be the president. And, and, you know, he can be the guy that brings in the Democrats and the Republicans. He's the one that is level-headed and has an open mind to this, and that's the guy. And there are people that go, yeah, he, he gets it, you know. And uh, and that's, that's why people like Mitt Romney, like, oh, Democrats love him because he's just so honest with stuff. Like, no, he's not. He's not honest with himself. And he's actually admitted that now. He said things that, you know, were wrong, but he did it for the political expediency. And that's what this is, political
1: expediency. Is this the same FBI that allowed the Russian hoax to go on for two years, costing the taxpayers $30 million, only to come up with nothing, Eldon?
2: Yeah, it seems to be. I th- it seems like uh, the thing we're talking about is often called a long train of abuses. Um, that doesn't look so good, does it?
1: <laughs> and they say they let these, these armed folks go into the Michigan Capitol for a de-escalation tactic. You want to respond to that, Kelly?
6: Well, yes, sir. I mean, it's like, hey, you know, here's this piece of cheese, and we're going to let you come in and get it, okay, and nothing's going to happen to you. And, and yeah, it, 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 you just shake your head. And then they, you know, like the whole deal with the passport thing, like they finally admitted, yeah, we took something that we weren't supposed to. Well, that's called, you know, robbery. There's actually – some real penalties for doing that. You stole a passport from Donald Trump.
1: <sighs> Brian, I, I don't even know how to respond to this stuff anymore. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's just it's, gotten – <laughs> it's just like, what the right. heck are we even talking about?
5: Well, I use I use the term, uh, you know, all the time, the store and family, everything, common sense. You know, two words. Two words in this country. If we go back to well, I don't want to leave God out of the picture, but you know, it's common sense. Where's the common sense? There's none. You know, it's all twisted and wrongs right, rights wrong. And we've said this over and over again. And 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 they, there's there's one little scheme here, and then it, it it's like lies. If you tell this lie, and and eventually you got to tell another lie to protect that lie, and another lie to protect that lie. And it, that's what we're seeing. You know, we catch him in these lies all the time. But then there's then there's two or three more like, oh oh, well, maybe that's right, maybe that is true. And and then there's five more lies, and then there's other lies, and then then you forget about the what were we thinking about? It goes back to the main point. No, well, so we just we that's what you said. I don't. How do you make sense of all this? It's unreal. Well, and
6: then and then it's like at work, I hear people. What they talk about is, well, what was the worst movie since 2000? And it's like, do you guys not know what's going on? They don't care. They don't. They're not interested. And so this stuff's going on, and people don't even know or care. And that's right. what the problem. Is
1: wow. Yeah. I don't even understand it. <laughs> where's Where's Kurt? I need some honey. <laughs> wow. All right, you ready for this now? Trump's oh, yeah. niece, Mary Trump, said Jared Kushner. Was the mole at Mar a Lago that tipped off the FBI. Now, I don't know if she's right, but that's what she's claiming publicly now. Do you want to respond to that, Kelly? Uh,
6: I I highly doubt that. But uh, she's done a lot of things to for for her. So I'm I'm sure that got her in the you know got her an interview. So I, I don't I can't I can't imagine that
5: going on.
1: Do you think it's true, Uh, Brian?
5: Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, it's, you know, I I think Trump, Trump, the problem with Trump with like Pence and all these people that were around him, some of the people that were from past presidents and so on in his his department, uh, you know, you kind of come out and see, okay, was, was Pence the right guy to have there? Well, it seemed like it was at first, but was he or? And others that were surrounding him, it looks like they turned on him, it seemed a lot. Yeah,
1: And I know this. Congress, over the January 6th fiasco, uh, never looked into election fraud, either. They got a pass on that, supposedly because of the bad guys. But now it turns out, why isn't the FBI going after Ray Epps, may I ask? How can we have people flat out on video that are trying to de-escalate that are in trouble and escalators on video are uh, being ignored? Answer, Mike Pence, because the FBI is a corrupt, unconstitutional organization uh, full of criminals. Are there some good guys? Yes. Why don't you encourage them to whistleblow then, Mike Pence? Let's get to the bottom of this and do it fast. I call for the abolition of the unconstitutional FBI. Thanks, guys. God save the republic.
0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for August 18th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and our goal always to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property in the traditions of our founding fathers. Absolutely, folks. We've got a hard-hitting broadcast straight ahead. I've got Eldon Stahl with me. John Birch Society, field coordinator, doing a phenomenal job. As always, we're grateful for the John Birch Society. They've been real leaders. In the sacred cause of liberty for decades, believe it or not, longer than me and Eldon have both been alive. But yet we're delighted to partner with them for the sacred cause to which we're engaged. The John Birch Society, JBS.org is their main website. They've also got an incredible magazine uh, that you can get in print. Beautiful, beautiful pages. But it's also online at thenewamerican.com. Eldon, welcome back, sir.
2: Thank you so much, Sam. Glad to be here. (laughs)
1: All right. And we talked last hour with Brian Rust and Kelly Finnegan about the FBI. Mike Pence says attacks on the FBI must stop. No, let me tell you what must stop, Mike Pence. Attacks on the people by the FBI. Do you understand me, Mike Pence, loud and clear, sir? You're just a citizen like the rest of us, okay? I don't care if you're a vice president or not. Um, You, my friend, think you have authority, which you don't. You represent the deep state. Shame on you. Mike Pence attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. Not true at all, sir. Look, the FBI needs to stop abusing the citizenry. Okay, that's really the point. The FBI must stop. They've been entrapping people, abusing people for years, raiding homes. Where does the federal government get law enforcement authority in the first place in the several states? Now, if you want to say, Sam, we got to have the FBI mm, to deal with the 10-mile square, okay. You might be able to go there and get away with that. But you're not going to get away with going. With the general government having law enforcement authority within the several states. See, Mike Pence is constitutionally ignorant, Eldon.
2: Yeah, it's a very good point. You know, the FBI at this point is a very good example of why we need to keep the police power locally controlled and locally funded. Uh, if they do mess up, which all human beings do, it's much easier to hold them accountable. How easy is it to hold the FBI accountable?
1: Well, and that's the interesting point because he's saying, oh, we can create accountability at the FBI. We can hold the FBI director accountable. No, you can't. When has the FBI been held accountable over the last several decades? How many times can you show me that there's been real, real accountability? In other words, pardon the pun, in a figurative speech, heads roll. When has that happened at the FBI in your lifetime, Eldon? Can you really think of a time there?
2: I know I can't. Uh, maybe, maybe somebody uh, maybe somebody can uh, chime in, uh, you know, send you a text or something or but I have a hard time thinking of uh, when that has occurred with the FBI.
1: Sam Bushman. Yeah. Hey, Mike, the unconstitutional FBI must stop abusing. We the people in the several states. That is what must stop, right? Yeah. I don't know how to even respond any more than this to him. His comments are so ignorant. It's amazing. Calls to defund the FBI are the same as calling to defund the police. I don't see it that way. What you've got is a federal or general government overlap that's conflicting with all kinds of state and local municipalities and jurisdictions and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I find that interesting. Richard Mack beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court over the Brady Bill. And in that case, it showed that Bill Clinton was out of line and the general government has no authority in the several states to mandate or to insist or to do anything. Well, now the FBI then rated Richard Mack, just like they rated Donald Trump, three days before an election. Uh, do you think that was political payback there? Um, what do you think, Eldon?
2: Yeah. Well, it reminds Sure coincidental, I think, huh? You remember... Um... Waco, what happened there? Well, that was not the FBI, though was the ATF. I'm not sure. Maybe the ATF or maybe the FBI was involved in some way. But, um, you know, great example of um, abuse of power <laughs> by a federal law enforcement agency. Uh, you know, this is this is a pattern that we should notice here. ATF was never held to account that I know of for that. So.
1: Hey Mike, the FBI must stop abusing we the people in the several states. This is important, folks. And my question is, who's going to focus on this besides someone like me? Is anybody going to call this out like I will? It's really I don't important.
2: Know, but uh yeah. I'm sure we'll have some articles in New American if we haven't already as as well, but um, there needs to be certainly a chorus of of different people saying, you know what, this is enough is enough. We've got to, um, this has got to change. We've got to have some accountability. Um, If it takes abolishing the FBI, so
1: be it. Now what they want to do, though, is reform the unconstitutional agency. You comfortable with that? What about the IRS? They've tried to reform the IRS back in the nineties in the Newt Getting Rich scandal. He had a contract with the people. It was a scandal and he cheated on his wife and melted down and it all went horrible. But back in those days, the people were scared of the IRS, but they were speaking out whistleblowers. And they were covering their faces and changing their voices so you couldn't know who they are. And doing all kinds of weird crap like that on TV. Whatever happened with that, nothing. Now the F or now the IRS gets eighty seven thousand New agents. See, that's what reform does, ladies and gentlemen. I wouldn't count on reform if my life depended on it. Um, But I look at this FBI scandal, and I go, wow. So here's the question for you. Would the federal government put all conservatives in prison if it could? It's an interesting question, huh? Uh,
2: Probably not the Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney type of conservatives.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they'd put all conservatives. Where would they draw the line? Would they put soccer mom who went down to the uh, um, you know, school board that they're calling a terrorist? Would they put her in prison? Yeah. How how about an Eldon Stahl yeah. that works for the John Birch Society, helping people understand the truth about America and about freedom and about liberty and calling the communist thugs out for who they really are and standing against communist agendas Uh, influencing or infecting Americans. That's what the uh, John Birch Society has been doing for decades. Uh, They got abused back in the 60s, hardcore for it. It almost shut them down. But in the end of the day, they were spot on right. And the government and the agents within government that were shilling for the communists have been exposed. In other words, yeah, they had a short abuse of the John Birch Society. Maybe that battle, the JBS got beat up hard. But JBS is winning the war in the reality sense. Because they're telling the truth, and the truth shall set us free. What about that, people? Would they arrest an Eldon Stahl, put him in the in, in the clink? What about a Sam Bushman like me that brings everybody to the round table for discussion? ain't the tough guys like me in the clink? Me and old soccer mom hanging out with Eldon Stahl and others? See that whole spectrum, Eldon? Very interesting Indeed. What do you say to that, Eldon? I think they'd throw as many of us in prison as they could. All right, we'll get Eldon back. In the meantime, though, there's an interesting, interesting article that I want to tell you about. It's at WND.com so you can find it. So, Eldon, what do you think about that cross-spectrum, though? They'd throw us all in jail if they could get away with it.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, They if, if they could and if they saw the need. Yeah. Uh... Certainly, you don't want to give them that power. You don't want to allow government to have that power in the first place. Uh, it's, it's like so many things. They say, well, we'd like to have this power, but don't worry. We won't use it on you. Well, yeah. um, then don't have
1: that hey, power. Mike Pence didn't go along with Donald Trump when Donald wanted the um, uh, investigation into election fraud. Mike Pence kind of stood against Donald on that, right? So if we're going to have a raid on Donald uh, yeah. Trump's offices uh, to get information to make sure we've got the real picture, don't we need to raid Mike Pence too?
2: It's strange that, uh, yeah, nothing's been uh, moving in that direction.
1: Maybe they ought to have a flashbang raid on Mike Pence. And then let's see if he's like, hey, yeah, leave the FBI alone. Good guys. Don't, don't, don't call them out. Don't, don't get on the FBI. They, you know, hey, um, let's, let's kind of calm down here. It's just a search would Mike feel the same way if it was him being raided?
2: Yeah, you wonder, right? Um, it seems like there's a, a portion of the, you know, the Republicans that are, you know, they, they pervert this idea of supporting local police, uh, you know, um, keep them independent, that type of thing that John Burst Society said for years, into, you know, we should never question law enforcement at any level for any reason Whatsoever, we should just be these uh, kind of um, uh, police worshipping people. Um, you know, that's that's certainly unhealthy in a republic.
1: If Mike Pence was the subject of an FBI raid, would he feel the same? Just wondering. Uh, he, when we just, get back, yeah. I've got a not an absolutely off the charts story for you. It's from our good buddy Art Moore at WND.com.
0: With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right. Last weekend, ladies and gentlemen, I was at the pit in Arizona with Kathleen Engelbrecht or Katherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips and many, many other new media people taking center stage. One of the guys I saw there was a guy by the name of Art Moore. And my good buddy, Art Moore, is a writer for WND.com. One of the best writers they've got, in my humble opinion. And here's his headline, uh, Eldon. DHS mm-hmm. and FBI have a new brief they just released. And that brief, or that briefing, if you will, casts conservatives as domestic, violent extremists. Targets people with grievances, grievance against federal law enforcement. Now, in 2009, ladies and gentlemen, to put kind of reference to this case, the DHS under President Obama issued a report titled, Right-Wing Extremism, Current Economic and Political Climate-Fueling Resurgence in Radicalization and Recruitment that Cast Conservatives Who Protest- federal government overreach, and oppose abortion, and illegal immigration as a, quote, terror threat. (laughs) I kid you not, ladies Mm. and gentlemen. Now listen, it also warned of military veterans coming back not fitting into society as a big domestic threat. Another report that year from a DHS fusion center in Missouri Instructed law enforcement agencies to watch for suspicious individuals who may have bumper stickers on their cars for presidential candidates, such as Ron Paul, Bob Barr, and Chuck Baldwin. They put a spotlight on people who oppose illegal immigration, abortion, and federal taxes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't even know how to deal with this. But here's the thing that you need to know. The Republicans put the Department of Homeland Security in place after 9-11, Eldon. And now Mm -hmm. the FBI and the DHS under Obama literally says, if you have a bumper sticker on your car that supports Ron Paul or Chuck Baldwin or Bob Bart, you know what? Think of that person as a very likely domestic threat terrorist. That was in 2009. We got a little bit of a reprieve under Trump, but not much. And then Biden comes back in, and we're right back where we started from, but worse. Now soccer mom is a domestic threat. Why? Because she went down to the school board and said, please don't teach my kids perverted sex stuff. Please don't teach my kids uh, about this, quote, race theory stuff. I don't want it. I don't like... Mom's a terrorist. They have gone way too far. And Mike Pence then says, hey, lay off the FBI. That search is fine. Don't crit- This criticism of the FBI has got to stop. And I'm going, have you lost your mind? What do you think about that?
2: Well, they just keep pushing it. Uh, you know, I remember this during Obama, and it seemed like it was during Clinton as well. Um, you know, but they, they want they have a pattern a long train of, uh, um, actions, (laughs) uh, to try to get the, uh, you know, federal law enforcement to be weaponized against their enemies, against people that just, you know, want to be left alone, that don't want government, um, telling us everything we should be doing and all that. So, uh, this is, this is something that, um, you know, should be a warning sign to all of us that hey, these people should never be in power. We should uh, uh, we should not have, and not give them the ability to, uh, you know, once they're in power to uh, to abuse it. So you just take the power away. We shouldn't have the DHS. That was a and we a shouldn't have the
1: FBI. Now here's here's why I say it's yep. worse under Biden than it was under Obama. They've added another bunch of reasons that were terrorists. So, for example, if you're a soccer mom and you go down to your school board, terrorist, American citizens who, after the Russian hoax, the Whitmer kidnapping, and the Biden, quote, influence peddling with Hunter, and you're skeptical about any of those things, you fit the profile of a potential violent extremist. If you believe that the raid on Mar-a-Lago is of concern, you are a potential violent extremist. That's according to a, quote, intelligence bulletin distributed jointly by the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security. Um, The August 12th bulletin obtained by Project Veritas explains to local law enforcement officials across the nation. You got the FBI literally claiming we're all terrorists to all cops. Do you want to respond to this, Eldon?
2: Yeah, that's, it's just a real, uh, it's an awful situation. It's a, it's a terrible thing. And, um, you know, we, we just need to be very, um, very cautious but also uh, work towards uh, taking these people out of power, you know, getting rid of their power. We should not have this situation going on uh, where the people are um, threatened, intimidated, terrorized by their own government.
1: Now, here's the problem, folks. There have been attacks on FBI personnel and on FBI But that's the problem. I don't even know how to respond to this because look, there might be some bad stuff going on against the FBI. And you know what, folks? We stand a thousand percent against it and condemn any hostile acts, any violent acts to anyone. Let me say that again, to anyone, including the FBI. So, see, I speak out blatantly, directly, clearly against any violence. I have never committed any violence in my life over my 55 years in existence on the planet. I have called for de-escalation. I'm involved with the CSPOA, providing de-escalation training training to cops all across the country. I'm the guy that says we reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration. I'm the guy that writes a website called callforcivility.com. That was an outgrowth of an article that I wrote with the same name, a clarion call for civility, callforcivility.com. And then they say, because I might have a Ron Paul bumper sticker on my car, that I'm a violent domestic threat to the nation. Tell all cops. That puts me in danger, Eldon. That puts me in unnecessary, puts me in the crosshairs uh, in a virtual sense. This is absolutely unacceptable, sir. This is crazy
2: yeah yeah it is it's it's just a real hostile environment and it's uh puts us all uh, under just a i guess an unstable uh, unstable environment as well We shouldn't have to deal with that that's um that's something that you know to a certain extent i You know, we can talk about the states and the the sheriffs and such uh, trying to nullify what uh, what the FBI and these different agencies are trying to do. Um, Each case is a little bit different, of course. But uh, I wonder if I can sue the FBI,
1: though, for putting out this bulletin to all cops with these kind of vague statements about violent. Look, I have you ever heard me in private or public, and you've been with me in both places plenty of times, Mm -hmm. have you ever heard me advocate for any violence or any anti-government purposes that would undermine the proper role of limited constitutional government in any way, anywhere, anytime?
2: Nope. Nope, never, of course.
1: Okay, but they're literally then putting out these things to where, hey, if I even have a Ron Paul bumper sticker on my car, much less if they've got a profile in these fusion centers that talks about Sam Bushman as a talk show host or this or that. Look, I've been on the radio 25 plus years. I've interviewed Ron Paul. I've interviewed a lot of these different people. I've, okay, are they going to say that I'm this extremist anti government? I literally interviewed a bunch of people right after January 6th that were there with feet on the ground. Okay, I've worked with the CSPOA. Mm-hmm. I've worked with, um, they're putting a target on my back, sir. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just it's terrible. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come back and talk about Elon Musk and Twitter, shall we? There's an incredible New American, the newamerican.com magazine has an incredible article about this. Let's break it down just for you, ladies and gentlemen. Eldon Stahl on Liberty Roundtable Live continues.
0: Exposing Corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
3: USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
7: Abortions in North Carolina are no longer legal after 20 weeks of pregnancy, with exceptions for urgent medical emergencies. U.S. District Judge William Osteen ruled Wednesday. With the Biden administration open border policy adding millions and millions of people to America's fragile power grid, California has urged residents to cut power use as a heat wave settles over the state and stretches power supplies to a breaking point. Temperatures in the Golden State are forecast to climb to well above 100 degrees Fahrenheit during the afternoon. Rudy Giuliani said Wednesday that he had satisfied his obligation after facing hours of questioning Wednesday, before a special grand jury in Atlanta, Georgia, after President Trump called out election irregularities in the Peach State. State employment and unemployment numbers will be released tomorrow by the government. USA Radio News.
4: Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well
7: NASA's next-level moon rocket arrived on the launch pad Wednesday ahead of its debut flight in less than two weeks. NASA is aiming for an August 29th liftoff for the unmanned lunar test flight. Cotton harvest this year in the United States will not be good.
8: Southwestern cotton growers are abandoning millions of parched acres that they planted in spring, prompting forecasts for the weakest U.S. harvest in more than a decade and sending prices sharply higher. A severe drought and some of the hottest weather on record have scorched cotton fields and are driving a historically high level of abandonment in the southwest, according to the USDA. U.S. agriculture forecasters expect drought-struck farmers to walk away from more than 40 percent of the 12.5 million acres they sowed with cotton and harvest the smallest area since Reconstruction. Back then in 1868, yields per acre were less than a fifth of what they are today, but the market for cotton was vastly smaller, too. For the USA Radio News Gulf Coast Bureau... I'm Tony Marusso.
7: USA Radio News.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Eldon Stall on your radio. <laughs> Let's talk about Elon Musk, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? Incredible article in the New American magazine, thenewamerican.com. And uh, this great writer, Elon Musk, wins court approval to gain access to Twitter's, quote, real number of bots. Bob Adleman with the piece at TheNewAmerican.com. Now listen to this. Do you know, by the way, what an M-D-A-U-S is? Or M-D-A-U? Do you know what that is, Eldon? Well, I just learned that, I guess,
2: from this article. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so yeah. did I.
1: <laughs> I had no idea they had these terms kind of defined like that. Brief everybody on that term, will you?
2: Uh, it's called monetizable daily active users. In other
1: words, real people with money to spend, uh, not that. robots. Hold on. That is the term they're using now kind of identify the battle between elon and twitter right ladies and gentlemen real people with money to spend twitter thinks they have what 238 million of them
2: Mm-hmm.
1: elon thinks it's more like 173 million what that's a difference of like 65 million 65 yep. million ladies and gentlemen what's that one quarter of the total basically a little bit more than a quarter of the total about 30 percent.
2: yeah Yep. Big All difference. right.
1: Just say just say thirty three percent to make it simple. He offered forty four billion for Twitter. Maybe they ought to make it more like thirty billion? Twenty five billion for the lives? Yeah. I don't know, but that's where we're mm-hmm. headed with this thing, ladies and gentlemen. That's an interesting, interesting battle. That's a lot of fake people. Sixty five mm-hmm. mil how many sixty five billion? No, million million 65 yeah. million users that's a ton of fake accounts and people have been paying advertising dollars and all kinds of other things um based on all those fake numbers that's a whole nother scandal in and of itself eldon
2: yeah 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 that's right it's it's kind of like inflating the uh the value of your car or your house or any other things right
1: well, and then intentionally doing so, they didn't agree with Musk or do, you know, when it, Musk asked, they should have just politely done their due diligence, dug into it, found out the truth, reduced the dollar amount, and went ahead with the deal. What they're going to do is spend a ton of money on attorneys, go through this huge, right. huge court of public opinion. I mean, right now they're taking a beating on this. If they're not careful, uh, uh, Elon Musk is going to come back and say, because you have a third less users, we're chopping it by a third. Now we're at $30 billion. Instead of 44. And then because you drugged me through the mud when I was right all along and you've damaged the product or damaged the company, um, we're going to have to go south of 30 billion to what, maybe 20 billion? How much Mm -hmm. do you take a hit for lying to me for all that time and forcing me to go to court and everything else? How much of a hit will that cost? He might be at 20, 25 billion by the time he's done. Yep. Wow.
2: Well, this is a. It puts you in a good negotiation, negotiating position, doesn't it, right? It's, say you're buying a house. And, oh, you, you didn't really tell me about those major foundational issues in the house. Uh, I think I'm going to try to renegotiate the price on this, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, now here's what's interesting. There's other people doing research on this to try to get a handle on it before the courts do. And according to Dan, I think it's Brawny, he's CEO of the Israeli tech company called Saiba. He says that Twitter has, quote, understated the number of bots substantially. And the uh, share of fake accounts is more like 13%, not the 5% Twitter claims. Now, that in and of itself is very interesting. Um, When we say 13%, if you have 238 million 10% Ten percent would be twenty-three million, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So thirteen is more like what? I don't know, twenty-six million in that kind of a range, twenty-seven million. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Elon thinks it's over double that. I don't yeah. know where the real numbers lie, but I know this: they've got a lot of fake accounts, folks. I can promise you that. You also got to ask questions about yeah. what about accounts they've shut down. Do I have an account on Twitter? Well, it exists, but it's shut down and not functioning. What does that mean? Is that an account they're counting? Yeah, That's not a bot. It's real. It's a human behind it, but it's a human that's not tweeting anymore because they say, Sam, yeah. you got to change, you know, whatever. And, okay, Does that one count? They've been shutting down millions of us, too. Anyway, the bottom line, folks, is I think – this is going to result in a lot of changes now they say in this article free speech is essential for a functioning democracy my response to that is not free speech doesn't relate to a functioning democracy democracies don't believe in free speech eldon the majority can take away free speech in a second in a democracy they don't even know what they're talking about sir
2: yeah if you understand what a democracy really is uh look, people use that term very loosely and in, in, into saying, well, okay, the people have uh, the ability to choose their own government as opposed to uh, just having it shoved down their throat. But, you know, in a true democracy you have government shoved down your throat. The majority shoves it down the throat of the minority. And and generally what happens in the reality is you have uh, people that are astute at influencing uh, the masses who, um, they use their influence and their ability to do that, uh, and then they claim, oh, the people have spoken when they get their way, don't they?
1: I just find this interesting. That's how they that use works. this term democracy. I had a battle with a gentleman yesterday regarding democracy. He's this guy that works for uh, – he's a stringer for a bunch of news organizations. The guy's name is – let me try to find this. Peter Stone is his name. Uh, he's freelancer for all kinds of places, and he wrote in The Guardian a bunch of lies about us and about Richard Mack and about the CSPA and everything else. Uh, but he kept referring to our democracy, our democracy, our democracy, our democracy. I called him, and I said, hey, we don't have a democracy, Pete. And he first was, like, just goofy, his eyes glazed over, and he didn't even know what I was talking about. And then I said, Pete, listen, I'll make this really simple for you. I want you to pledge allegiance for a minute. I pledge allegiance to the United States of America and to the pub republic for which it stands. Okay, we don't have democracy. He says, well, democracy is used by a lot of people. We have kind of a democracy. Yeah, we got a republic, but it's kind of a democracy too. I said, no, it isn't. Do we have democratic principles as part of our republic? Yes, but we also have all kinds of other principles. Uh, and we're not a democracy. And I, you know, if you're gonna be an honest reporter, you need to report honestly. Anyway, he got all mad at me and eventually kind of melted down and said he didn't have time for this. and our conversation's over, and he said all kinds of goofy stuff. But I look at this and go, I can't even correct a guy on a fundamental truth that's so evident. Where in our founding documents do we quote and talk about democracy? How did our founders feel about a democracy, uh, et cetera? It, it, this yeah. is serious. You could say, Sam, right. it's just a little kind of a, an opinion about words. I don't think so.
2: No. No, that that was actually a very important point. They they abhorred a democracy. They did not want democracy in any form.
1: Now, the trial begins on October 17th, just two months away, they say. This should give Twitter plenty of time to not only reveal the true numbers to Elon Musk, but to also negotiate a better, lower price so Musk can turn Twitter into a free speech zone. And do so, quote, profitably. Now they say in this article that uh, I guess Musk wants to charge people three bucks a month for I don't know what you call it—the privilege of 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 saying anything you want without retribution. And uh, you know I have no problem with Musk wanting to monetize the platform, and I don't think three bucks—I'd pay three bucks if I could tweet freely. I don't think it's a high price or anything else or belligerent. But if you take 238 million people, uh, or even just say 200 million people, and you paid three bucks a piece. How much money's that? 238 million times three bucks.
2: Huh. Yeah, 700 million a month. Not bad.
1: You know? Think about that. I don't even know how to. 238 million times three dollars. 714 million dollars. That's a month. Mm
2: -hmm. A month, yep.
1: You're generating almost a billion dollars a month. How many people do you think would complain about paying that $3 fee? I think most of us don't think that's a high price tag. I think it's actually very reasonable for a platform like that. Mm -hmm. If I could say what I want, I would say what I believe. I wouldn't just lie and cause problems. I would literally lay things out as I see it. I'll do my very best to back up what I say with information so that people know that I'm not just lying. Maybe others should try that tactic. What do you think, Heldon?
2: Yeah, I think that would be a good model.
1: (laughs) All right. Free speech is indeed essential to a constitutional republic. That is a fact. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds on your radio.
3: doesn't matter who you are or what you do. At some point, you're going to wish you'd done something differently. You know, the woulda, coulda, shouldas. But let me tell you a couple of things you'll never regret. You'll never regret spending extra time talking to your teenager. Trust me. You'll never regret answering your three-year-old's question about where the water in the bathtub comes from. And I've never seen anyone wish they hadn't sat in the kitchen laughing with their children and telling them goofy stories about when they were kids. Yeah, sure, we're all going to have regrets. But talking too much with our kids won't be one of them.
9: No matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. A thought from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Eldon Stahl, on your radio. Hey, Mike, the FBI must stop abusing we the people in the several states. That's what I'm saying. Would the federal government put all conservatives in prison if they could? If Mike Pence was the subject of an FBI raid, would he feel the same way about the FBI? Ladies and gentlemen, the DHS and the FBI calling us all a domestic threat. If you believe in God, family, or country, if you want to protect life, liberty, and property, you are considered an anti-government, domestic, terrorist, violent threat to America. This is unacceptable, folks. The Republicans are doing exactly what the Democrats are doing. They want to blame it on the Democrats and say the Democrats are bad, the Republicans are good. They're calling for accountability at the FBI. And my response is not really. There's a few Republicans like Rand Paul and me and Ron Paul and... And Eldon and others, I'm not a Republican, but there are those who are standing up. But Ron Rand Paul is the only one calling to abolish the espionage act. Very few people are calling for the abolition of the FBI. A few more are calling for accountability. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is insane. Anyway, I hope that Elon Musk gets to the bottom of this. Uh, But then they say this, Elon Musk is going to get the business of turning it into a free speech zone. Do you believe that, Eldon?
2: Well, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, um, it would be nice if he would <laughs> turn it into a, a something that looks more like free speech than uh, boy, what it's become now is just some sort of Twilight Zone place.
1: Yeah, I find it very fascinating. I don't know that I believe that Elon Musk will turn it into a free speech zone. I believe he's a socialist like the rest of them. He's made 90% of his money or more uh, on government subsidies and and, and et cetera. Anyway, right? Everything he's mm-hmm. into has government backing in some way or another. Special privilege to operate, yep. to subsidized funding and everything else. And this guy then is going to be our free speech guy to take on the government. Good luck with that, right? All they got to do mm-hmm. is chop off his money and he'll be a poor, as a church mouse before you know it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: uh, kind of makes you wonder
2: with this history what what's going to be going on. But um,
1: why do we always look to big, rich, government favored people to save us? <laughs> what are we thinking, Eldon? It's mm-hmm. it's insane! It's insane to believe this over and over and over. It's like Stockholm syndrome. Oh man they've been abusing us for decades but man Elon he's going to go ahead and save us. Oh man Donald that guy he's been a rich cat involved with the big wigs and special interests and everything else and in New York and hanging out with all the liberals and he's going to save us. Oh I mean, we're just psychotic.
2: Yeah, yeah, we should uh, well, you know, it's a lot easier to say hey, let's uh let's look for somebody else to uh, come in and save us politically, rather than taking the responsibility to uh, uh, for yourself to um, you know just insist that uh, good government be uh, be taken care of. If you don't if you don't know what good government is, how are you going to even recognize it if you get it? It's I mean you'd be like the dog that finally catches the pickup truck or something.
1: Well, and how are you going to hang on to it's the next question.
2: Yeah, if you're not, you're not.
1: I mean, even if you were to get it tomorrow, wouldn't we just throw it away? Most Americans are socialists. Most Americans are communists. Most Americans are, you know, and, I, and I'll give you an example to make the point. You know, I really thought the American people would stand up when they saw the election fraud and when they saw Congress simply sidestep it due to the scandal. I really thought Americans would stand up, but most Americans are going, yeah, get those guys that breached the Capitol there because they're not even cognizant of what's going on uh you know most americans think we have a democracy we don't mm. uh, most americans you know we, we try to stand up for things that matter and we think we're going to have a win uh, the republicans uh, rightly say hey this raid's bogus uh but now a couple of days later the republicans have all kinds of fault lines mike pence is on one side with mitt romney going hey relax the FBI's great how dare you criticize them mitch mcconnell and all these guys similar deal Rand Paul and me and you and everybody else going, hey, wait a minute, this is psychotic. You've never seen such a fracture in the Republican Party as this. The guys that created Homeland Security, DHS or the Department of Homeland Security, are they the same guys as a Rand Paul? Same guys as a Donald Trump or a Sam Bushman or an Eldon Stahl? See, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, we've taken over the party. And then um, you get the liberals going, yeah, a bunch of terrorists have taken over the Republican Party now. You better run and hide. See, I mean, it's insane. And then the real Republicans or the uh, whatever you want to call it, establishment, deep state Republicans, uh, they basically say nothing. And then they stand up against us. So DHS and FBI, fine. Sam Bushman criticizing them, bad guy, Hmm. terrorist. (laughs) Why isn't Mike Pence calling this out? Because he's part of the deep state. That's why.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I, he can't I don't know bite how, the hands
1: that feed him, can he?
2: How conscious, but uh, you know, there's a lot of folks like like Mike Pence that they just, uh, you know, they really aren't well grounded in uh, in good government, and so they they'll just kind of say whatever, whatever seems it, to make them. Here's sense the problem. The time.
1: Here's the problem. Conscious, intentional or not, they painted a target on my back and put me in the crosshairs. Whether they intentionally did it or Doesn't not, matter. the fact yeah. is the same. That's Right. You're right. So I don't know how to react to yeah. this. All right, you ready though? The fix is in for the twenty twenty two midterm elections. Did you hear about this? The fix is in, baby. US Postal Service has a quote, new mail in ballot division. And it will, in my opinion, allow ballot interference. Literally, they're saying we got a new ballot division. It reminds me of like the FISA courts or the IRS courts, or the why do they have to create all these special courts answer because they want to create their own rules related to it. Now you got a vote division at the failing post office. You're supposed to trust that. I say the fix is in Eldon.
3: Yeah,
2: well, it looks like they're preparing to uh, handle the um, ballots uh, for the foreseeable future that's it's really a bad thing i mean why why would you trust somebody uh that you have no idea who they are and you have no idea where the ballot's going um, if it gets counted anything like that um over and above when you can go vote on election day and actually you know put your ballot in the ballot box yourself um why would you do that why would you not want to observe the counting of the ballots. Uh, you, know, you go through the Postal Service, not, all of that is uh, just short-circuited, all those things.
1: Here's my problem with this. Who gets the authority when the Postal Service announces what's called an election division to oversee ballots? Who gave the authority to create a whole new governmental division? Where do they get authority just to create a division? Mm. Where do they get funding right. for this kind of stuff, Eldon?
2: Yeah, you would think that would at least come under the, uh, I, I don't know, the FEC or some type of thing, right, for handling the ballots. Uh, but there's no oversight of that. It's it's in some, of course, Uh, government agency that uh, traditionally of course has had no nothing to do with voting process whatsoever and now we put it in in this you know the the postal service Um, I guess there could be worse agencies to put uh, the handling of ballots in but uh, you know we could I'm sure brainstorm a few of them (laughs) but why why the postal service
1: well, and I just wonder, though, who gave authority, though? Is this like new legislation? Did uh, h- How did this get created, though? Where's the authority to create this thing? Did it just come out of thin air? Can I just at the yeah, post office just all of a sudden start creating new divisions?
2: You just, yeah, well. What if I create the, a I law enforcement they, division? Yeah, and then Postal Service. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it I need went, my postal guys armed to the teeth, man. What if a dog comes after my poor postal guy? Got to take care of business. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. where, Where do we go? Where does the authority come in? You can say, well, Sam, this is kind of innocuous. At least they're trying to, you know, create better chain of custody for the ballots. Yeah. I'm not buying it. Better chain of custody, you might think on the surface, that's if you believe government expanding or government expansion is good. See, I believe there's no authority to create a ballot division or a vote election balloting custody division in the post office. That's not constitutional. The post office has constitutionality, but expanding into uh, breast cancer stamps and election uh, ballot delivery service or whatever, I don't know. Where's the authority for that? Where's the money? Where's the funding? This is already an agency that's been failing and losing money left and right for decades. And now they're going to go mm-hmm. ahead and say, hey, it's ambivalent. It'll take care of you. It'll do a great job. Count on it. Where do they get their authority? Who 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 gave permission to create this? I mean, is it right to yeah. ask these questions yeah. or am I just a terrorist?
2: That's, that's very good. You know, we should be asking questions. I always ask questions. And, uh, yeah, it would seem that the handling of ballots would be uh, outside of the intended uh, reason that the Postal service was uh, – created in the first place.
1: I just don't get really, you know, you got the UPS inspector general. Okay. Who gave them authority yeah. just to start deliv- delivering free home COVID-19 test kits?
2: <laughs> right. Now they're what? delivering all kinds of, yeah. Yeah. I just don't
1: understand it and I think it just shows how far off the rails we are uh you would say well Sam they have the authority to run their own agency okay is that kind of like a presidential executive order
2: yeah I just say if I'm the
1: commissioner of the I don't know what you say the post office or the whatever I'm just saying we're creating a new division and we instantly have funding for this
2: (laughs) yeah that's not uh, or is part it part of the endless
1: spending mill on the environment and the climate change? What what the heck is going on? But every time I turn around there's a new government agency. Homeland Security under the Republicans and now this new vote scam prevention IR or I mean uh, post office uh, division. Every time we turn around they always think the answer is more government. I bring this up and they say you're an anti-government terrorist. No, I just want the proper role of government. And I don't see this as the proper role.
2: Yeah, just because you question uh, government from time to time doesn't mean you're, uh, you know, you want to abolish government. Anti-government means uh, you're against government itself.
1: I'm only against government that violates the supreme law of the land, sir. Yeah, the government yeah, that obeys go. the supreme law and follows the direction and the authority we delegated. Under the contract, I'm fine with. It's just when they take authority into themselves that's not contractually delegated, then I kind of have an issue. Shame on me, huh, folks? <laughs> Eldon Stahl, thank you so much, sir.
2: Oh, thank you, Sam. Great to be on. Uh, great to chat with you.
1: Eldon Stahl, the John Birch Society field coordinator and dear friend. JBS.org, the new American.com. Get involved today. For Sam and Eldon, we declare this nation shall endure. LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberty today, would you please. Every penny will be used to grow our presence in the media. And God save the republic.